do you crave daily motivation and want valuable tips for dealing with the stress of type 1 diabetes? Sign up for our daily email and start your day with a practical type 1 diabetes and mental health tip delivered straight to your inbox. It's like a personal boost for your day, from me to you. And best of all, it's absolutely free. Don't wait. Go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip and subscribe today because every day with type 1 diabetes deserves a healthy start. That's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip. When you're thinking about your mental health with type 1 diabetes, you may be asking yourself, what does success look like? We explore that question in this episode. Welcome to the Lift Your With You Indie podcast, brought to you by the Diabetes Psychologist. This is the only podcast where we teach you how to build your type 1 diabetes stress management plan like a sailboat. You are the captain, your diabetes management is the hull, your mindset is the sails, your behavior is the rudder, and your support team is the crew. When you build your sailboat correctly, you will have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. And on this episode of the podcast, we explore the question of what does success look like in your life with type 1 diabetes around your mental health? Success is not a destination. It's a journey and it's up and down. And it's important to define success in a way that can make you successful as opposed to making you feel like you're constantly failing. To give you a quick preview, I believe success looks like being free and flexible in your life, even if you're feeling anxious, distressed, or burnt out. Behavior shows success, not necessarily emotions. Listen to this episode of the podcast to learn more and let me know what you think. Hey there, welcome to the Live Here with TUND podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. A couple of days ago, in my Conquer Your Fear of Low Blood Sugar program, a conversation started around what does success around conquering your fear of low blood sugar actually look like? People were saying that they were feeling so much more free and flexible in their lives with diabetes. However, they were still feeling anxious about their blood sugars. They were still worried about low blood sugar, even though it wasn't impacting their day-to-day life and it wasn't impacting their ability to manage their diabetes. That anxiety was still there. And so they are wondering, what am I doing wrong? Why am I still struggling with this anxiety? Why am I still feeling this anxiety, even though my life is so much better? And so I think it's important to have a conversation and talk to you about what does success look like as you're dealing with the mental health challenges of diabetes? And specifically, what does success look like when you're talking about fear of low blood sugar? If you're free and flexible, if you conquer your fear, what does that actually mean? And the answer may be a little bit different than what you think it is. So when we're talking about a fear of low blood sugar, I think that it's important to recognize that it's likely and actually probably important that your fear of low blood sugar, your anxiety about low blood sugar, never completely goes away. because that anxiety serves a purpose. When you're feeling anxious or any other emotion for that matter around diabetes, around your blood sugars, that is giving you a message. It's telling you something. 
Sometimes that message is super helpful and helps keep you safe. Sometimes that message is not all that helpful and you can dismiss it. But if you didn't get the message, if you didn't get the information that you need around your blood sugars and anxiety in the process, it may make it a whole lot more challenging for you to stay safe. But at the same time, you say, well, I don't want to feel this anxiety. I want to feel completely calm in my life with type 1 diabetes. And that's a problem as well. One, because it's not realistic. But also, by telling yourself that, you may not keep yourself safe when necessary. And also, you're setting yourself up for failure. As you're working towards conquering your fear of low blood sugar and breaking free of that fear, if you feel that fear still, you may tell yourself, I'm not doing a good enough job. I have not made enough progress. When it's possible that nothing could be further from the truth. So it's important that we talk about what success looks like and make sure you're setting yourself up for success as you're working to conquer your fear of lows and making sure that you're not setting yourself up for failure. So in this episode, I want to talk about what it means, what it really means to conquer your fear of low blood sugar. And as I mentioned before, I think the answer may surprise you. Now, let's be perfectly honest with each other. Anxiety is part of life. It's something that we all experience, even people who don't have diabetes. Believe it or not, people without diabetes experiencing late burnout and anxiety, depression, and all kinds of other challenges. Of course, diabetes can make these things even worse. It can amplify them. But it's not unique to people with diabetes. But when you have diabetes, anxiety is a part of life. And it's actually a really helpful part of life. Because if you didn't have any anxiety about diabetes, you probably wouldn't care. You probably wouldn't do anything to manage your diabetes. You wouldn't treat your highs, your lows. You wouldn't take insulin for food, any of that stuff. And so having a level of anxiety around your diabetes is actually really important. And that's not something that we ever want to have go away. Also, it's not something that can go away. When you have anxiety about diabetes, especially a healthy level of anxiety, there's nothing that you can do about it. It's there. And no matter how hard you try, you're not going to be able to get rid of it. Trying to get rid of these natural emotions actually makes them worse. And that's not what you want. Because what happens is you start pushing anxiety away. You say, I don't want to experience anxiety. Leave me alone. And that ramps up your emotional charge. That makes you think about diabetes and the anxiety that it causes you even more. And you push it away and it doesn't go away, which does what? It just makes you more anxious. So recognizing and accepting that anxiety is part of life and part of life with diabetes is the first step to setting yourself up for success. You see, our bodies and our minds are meant to protect us from harm. That's just how they're designed. And a lot of times, they do a really good job of that. And you don't even notice it. So for example, you get in your car, what is the first thing that you do? You almost always put your seatbelt on. You know, when I sometimes, I will start backing out of my driveway with my daughter in her car seat in the back. And so there are times when I have forgotten to buckle in completely. And the first thing she starts yelling is, daddy, daddy, I'm not safe. That is her anxiety speaking. And that is actually a really helpful thing, both for her and for me. 
I want her to be anxious around not having a completely buckled seatbelt because that prompts her to tell me that there's a problem. The same thing is true when you cross the street or when you go for a hike, making sure that you have sugar. You want to walk, look both ways when you cross the street. You want to make sure that you're prepared for the unexpected when you are on an adventure with type 1 diabetes. And it's your anxiety which makes sure that you do that. So we want to make sure that we have that level of anxiety and that our anxiety around low blood sugar is actually a good thing. Now, sometimes our anxiety does too good of a job at helping us. It tells us that we're in danger when we're really not. And that's where it gets a little bit complicated here. And that's where it's important to understand that your anxiety may not completely go away. However, that does not have to stop you from doing the things that you want to do. When your anxiety is there, it may be telling you, you know, oh, that is dangerous. Going for a hike is dangerous. Taking your full bolus of insulin is dangerous. But your mind has the ability to override that decision. The anxiety may not go away, but your mind can actually help you to take the action even though you're feeling anxious. But we want to make sure that you're doing that intentionally. And it becomes a problem when you take everything that your mind and your body and your emotions tell you and take them seriously and believe them without question. I want you to be able to question your emotions and figure out whether they're actually helpful for you or whether they're not. And once you're able to do that, your freedom and flexibility will come to life. You'll be able to do a whole lot more than you thought you ever could. But when your anxiety paralyzes you and gets in the way of your life, that's where it becomes the big problem. Because you're not able to differentiate between what is safe and what is not safe. Where are the areas where your anxiety is actually helping you to keep you safe? And where are the places where your anxiety is maybe just doing a too good of a job at trying to keep you safe, but your mind has the ability to do a better job to keep you safe? Now, what does it look like to be paralyzed by the anxiety about low blood sugars? Well, there are lots of different scenarios where this is the case. And I want to give you two and point out how your anxiety may be doing too good of a job at trying to protect you. So I want you to imagine that you know for sure that your insulin to carb ratio is 1 to 10. One unit of insulin for 10 grams of carbs. And you sit down and you have a meal, which you know is 50 grams of carbs. And so you put that in your pump and your pump tells you it's time to take five units of insulin because that's exactly what you need for the food that you're eating. And then you start second guessing yourself. Your anxiety tells you, no, that's too much insulin. What happens if I go low? And your mind starts racing. What do you do? Well, if you follow your instinct, you reduce the amount of insulin you're taking. You only take three units or three and a half units. And then what happens? Your blood sugar goes high. But your anxiety was calling the shots. Your anxiety was trying to do good for you. It was trying to keep you safe, trying to keep you from going low. 
But what it actually did was it paralyzed you from doing the thing that you needed to do to take care of yourself and to manage your blood sugars. And that is to take the five units of insulin. Another example of this is your kids have been begging you to take them to the park. All they want to do is ride their bikes to the park and have you follow along, play on the jungle gym, slide down the slide, and you keep on saying no. And you say no because you know in your mind that you can keep yourself safe. That if your blood sugar goes low while you're at the park, you have all the tools and resources and ability to handle that low. But your emotions are telling you, can't do it. It's too dangerous. And so you keep on saying no. You let your emotions override your thoughts. That's paralyzing. First of all, you're saying no to your kids, but also you're saying no to your life. And your world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So I talk about how to conquer your fear of low blood sugar. What I'm not saying is find the way to eliminate all of your fear and never feel anxiety, never feel fear around your blood sugars ever again. I wish that were the case, but the reality is that if that were the case, then that would take, a, take away your humanity, your ability to feel, and also your ability to keep yourself safe. But what I want to impart on you today is what conquering your fear means. What it means is not letting your fear control your life. What it means is making peace with the fear and the fact that you may be experiencing fear, but not letting it have a grip on you, not letting it tell you what you can and can't do. I want you to stop being driven by all of the what-ifs that you have in your mind. And those what-ifs are all the fears that you have, all the anxieties that you have. And I want you to be able to live for what is, to enjoy the present moment, even with the fear. So conquering your fears doesn't mean getting rid of them. Conquering your fears means learning to live with your fears and being able to not let your fears paralyze you to be free and flexible in your life, even when you're experiencing these fears. It's a different way of thinking about this and counterintuitive to how we approach these things. But I want to make sure that you're being set up for success. And success here is not the emotions. Success here is the freedom and flexibility that you have in your life to take your insulin, to say yes to invitations to happy hour and dinner, to say yes to your kid, to go on adventures, go travel, to do all the things that you want to do. And if you did those things without anxiety at all, you probably wouldn't be safe. You probably wouldn't have very much fun. And you probably wouldn't feel normal. If you have anxiety, but you're able to work through it and to decide what you want to do, knowing that you're safe and not letting the anxiety hold you back, that is what it means to be able to conquer your fear of low blood sugar. And as you're moving forward here, I want to encourage you to recognize how you do this in other areas of your life. I'm sure that with work, with family, with other things, you're able to do things even though you're feeling fearful, even though you're feeling anxious. And the same thing is true in your life with diabetes and your work to conquer your fear of lows. 
So think about that model. Think about how you can flip the script here and make sure you define success for yourself as you're working to conquer your fear of lows in this way. If you do, you're going to be successful. You're going to have the ability to do it. But if you're stuck on getting rid of the anxiety and only seeing success in that way, you're going to have some trouble and you're setting yourself up for failure. I hope this reframe is helpful for you. And I want to encourage you to think about this as you're moving forward in your life in terms of conquering your fear of lows and dealing with the anxiety that comes with life with diabetes. And I cannot wait to hear how you're doing with this as you move forward. Thanks so much for joining me on the Live Free with T1D podcast, where I teach you how to build your diabetes management plan like a sailboat so you could have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.